The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. From Herd at Sports, here's a hot take with Damon Benning and Andrew Rogers. Hot takes on Herd at Sports with Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. Damon, big win for Nebraska against Indiana over the weekend. A much-needed win for this program. The first win for Mickey Joseph as head coach as well. A great showing at Memorial Stadium. It was homecoming. Just an all-out great effort by this group. And Mickey Joseph always says this. He's like, we got to win in all three phases of the game. Offense, defense, special teams. And despite the woes that people may have seen throughout that game, they delivered in all three categories. Yeah, they did. I felt like, you know, for the most part, it wasn't without its fair share of hiccups, right? It was pretty flag-happy. Nebraska was a little disjointed sometimes. uh, Weathered a couple of turnovers. But I thought for the most part, listen, they hung in there. I mean, that was... That was who I think he wanted them to be at their core, and that's a team that, that, that played hard regardless of what the score was. What do you think of Whipple's decision to put Chubba Purdy in on that drive early in the game? Well, I felt like – so I think it was by design to get him some snaps early. I just don't think it was supposed to happen the way that it did, right? I mean, Casey Thompson goes down. He's on the turf for it seemed like three or four days, right, for what actually ended up being wrong with him. and. Then upon getting to the sidelines, I mean, he gets he gets chewed a new one, right? I, right. I think Coach Whipple and, and those guys felt like Trey Palmer was open. <laughs> that ball should have been out of his hands. Um, so a statement the, is what you're saying. Yeah, He's making but, a statement. But then the next series, right, under the shadows of your own goalposts, uh, I mean, it is what it is. I, I think sometimes, especially with this team, tough love is okay. Even if that means that there's a be there's a lesson to be learned, and it's that it's at the coaching staff's expense. I think they have to show those guys on that team that they're willing to be who they say they're going to be, and there's got to be consequences. Can I give an unpopular opinion? Uh oh. You know what? You know I can give a hot take. Where it's hot takes. Yeah. Plus your name's on the show. That is correct. <laughs> I think Nebraska needs to utilize Cheba Purdy more. Yeah. And the reason for that down the stretch, I'm not saying impeach Casey Thompson. He's a phenomenal quarterback. He, he's he's done really well with That's Nebraska. That's a little extra. I wouldn't say phenomenal. Okay. But if you want to go okay. with phenomenal, I'm, I'm gonna, don't let me talk you know about what? phenomenal. I, I'm Do gonna, you like phenomenal? I, I like phenomenal. I'm on this hill right don't now. Let me, let me, talk let me stay on phenomenal. my hill until I start snowballing down here in a second. <laughs> All right. Um, he's a great quarterback. The numbers are there for him, but I don't think this offense works forever. For Casey Thompson, the offensive line not allowing him enough time to make plays most of the time. Also, yeah, you're right. There were a lot of miscues on his part on you know, some well-deserved chewing out yeah. for him in that game. But what's worked for Nebraska in the past? A mobile quarterback, right? Somebody that can use his legs. Casey Thompson isn't that guy. He, he just frankly is not. He likes to sit in the pocket and he likes to deliver a pass. He's very accurate when he does that most of the time. But that's why I also liked going the direction of Chubba Purdy in that spot. You are deep in your own territory, 
And you're looking for a guy that can make a play now instead of take a safety. Now, I know I'll eat my own words because he fumbled the ball and it ended up being a touchdown for Indiana. But I love the mentality of putting him in that spot to say, hey, you can deliver with the pass or you can probably make a play or extend a play with your legs. And Nebraska needs to do that more. I think, especially as you go deeper into the season against better defenses. Rutgers next week is a, a top defense in college football. You need somebody that can extend plays, and Chubba Purdy is that. Casey Thompson is not. Again, I'm not indicting. Hey, just just dropping in, just dropping in highlights. I mean, that's what we do on this show. <laughs> is that on your computer? Is, is that it your a, phone? Is, is that, that is Cam? That, is that me, Cam? No, it wasn't Cam. I mean, do we need to start that over? I well, it's live. We might as well just roll with it. I, mean, I don't know what. <laughs> Who that did was. that? Was that you? No, nah, it wasn't me. Are, are you lying to me? Are you... I'm dead serious. Like I have no idea. That was you. Hey, Cam's looking at me like, "What is going on?" Hey, but it to your, sound a lot better if I did. Was that me? It. Hey, but to your but to <laughs> your point, and it's and it's strange because you know Indiana brought pressure uh, plus pressures against Casey Thompson on seventeen out of his thirty two pass attempts, and that's more than half the time. And 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 with those stats, he was seven of fifteen for fifty for sixty six yards when he was blitzed, and eleven of fourteen when he wasn't. So that's a stark contrast in terms of efficiency. And and so maybe you want a little escapability, but Nebraska's got a couple of alternatives, right? If if they don't want to run Thompson full-time, you got a couple of two, three things you can do. You can introduce somebody else in the backfield, another running back, give you some deception, which we saw, right? Two backs in the backfield at the same time, give you some read looks if your cue isn't going to carry the ball. Or you can introduce a lead blocker, Chancellor Brewington, Travis Volkolek, somebody like that to give you somebody at the point of attack because this offensive line just isn't going to be good enough to get in the shotgun and line up and run the football. So if you want a few wrinkles, I could see Purdy being your guy. But Purdy is, I think it's a lot like what's happened in fall camp, what happened in fall camp. He's got to take better care of the football, right? There's a reason there's only one of them out there on the football field. They got It has value. It has meaning. And he has to treat it as such. If he takes better care of the football – I more than can see what you're trying to say in terms of introducing the QB run game. And I don't think it's that hot of a take. I actually think it has some legs. Well, if Damon said I, if Damon said he agrees well, you, with you, me, you, then you it works. You definitely works. could convince me, especially when you didn't have an offensive lineman that graded higher than 69, right? And, and listen, full disclosure, I'm not all in on pro football focus, especially at the collegiate level because the criteria – is a little ambiguous in terms of accumulating grades, but typically it does reveal itself in terms of of low numbers, right? I, I think you can equate poor performance to some of the grades, and, and Nebraska's just not grading out high enough, especially in pass protection outside of a guy like Brock Bando. But uh, to that point, the quarterback's escapability – may do Nebraska some favors, or the ability for the quarterback to have some And, and that's where I'm at, just giving that second option. Shake things up a little bit. I loved that Whipple tried to do that. And 
as we, I'm going to come full circle this with, with this, as we first talked about, it was a statement. Casey Thompson was not reading the defense well. Yeah. And by doing this and watching Chubba Purdy fail, and I'm not saying we needed somebody to fail in this instance to spark a fire up Casey Thompson's behind, but that's what it did. And Nebraska started to find their legs again. Um, however, it was probably too close for comfort yeah. against this Indiana team that was, I think, a seven-point dog, five-and-a-half-point dog. Somewhere right around there. Funny story about this. So I got a text from an Indiana fan prior to the game, and he had said that Indiana's going to stop Nebraska this week and this, that, and the other. <laughs> I didn't really have a great response for him because I'm like, it could happen. You know, what we've seen this year, it could happen. I've backed this team for a long time, and now I just don't know some weeks. But – then he went and said, well, did you see what we did against Cincinnati in the second half last week? And I'm like, okay, guy. Like, you guys outscored them 14-7, and they still blew you I out mean, of the and water. It was, yeah, and it was very <laughs> – but I'll tell you two things that were, that were definitely uh, lined up. Indiana, better in the second half, although they faltered late in the third quarter. I think they relented to Nebraska's commitment to running the ball. But along those lines, the second part, and they did it to Cincinnati – Nebraska, 2.3 yards per carry. They Four quarterback sacks for a total of minus 40 or 32 yards. And Anthony Grant only averaged 4.3 yards a carry. Like if yeah, and he touched the ball over 30 times. 32 carries to get there. So, I mean, if you're – those things are definitely trending for Indiana. They are good at stopping the run. But Nebraska showed some resolve in terms of committing to the run. I, I, I thought their ability to have that slow grind was actually fairly impressive. I think a lot of people are sitting back on a Monday, today, after the weekend, looking ahead at the rest of the schedule and thinking, oh man, can it get, can we stay on this high? Can it get worse from here? Because the matchups that Nebraska is going to be lined up against are going to get harder than Indiana. Indiana was their only projected win after losing to Georgia Southern the rest of the year. Will they get another one? That is the million-dollar question. But I think what's most interesting is seeing Wisconsin at the bottom of the Big West standings. And we also saw Chris get fired this past Saturday, Sunday. I can't remember. It was over the weekend. Um, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Now you see Jim Leonard step up in that role, a, a very good option for that team. This is a guy that has been lined up to take this job for a long period of time, he's, he's, he's been under Chris for, for a good stretch of time. Chris, a great record um, as, as the head coach there. Leonard's in place to be the next guy. Or is he? Because there's other names out there that we talk about. And here's where I'm getting at. Here's what I'm getting at. Does this have effect on Nebraska? Wisconsin, is it a more attractive option for a head coach out there if Jim Leonard isn't the guy and if so how does that hurt Nebraska in the coaching search yeah I, I think the whole key is 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 Jim Leonard right and and I don't think you make this move if you're that administration and, and we listened to Steve's announcement yesterday on what was going to go on with with Wisconsin um he talked about his affinity and respect for for, for coach Chris but the whole time he's talking you got the sense that there was going to be a but Right. And I think for them, the time was of the essence, but you don't make the move, Andrew, without a plan in place. Now, is that plan include Jim Leonard? You would think so. 
to to pull the trigger when they did because for McIntosh to say what he said for for Chris McIntosh to say what he said yesterday and then kind of caveat that or couch it I would say with saying hey listen they deserve a national search I felt like the order was wrong mm-hmm. right yeah. like and 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 so I I think he does have a plan again you don't make a move like this for Paul Chris with that record without having a plan in place and um how does it affect Nebraska? It it depends on if Leonard is their guy. If Leonard is their guy long term, I don't think it affects Nebraska at all. But I think if Leonard is not the guy, then it definitely limits that pool because I think they're definitely choosing between two or three of the candidates that are, would be in that same pool uh, of coaching candidates, and obviously Lance Leipold being one of those right off the bat. Well, and Leipold has connections to Wisconsin. Yeah, Whitewater. And uh, he was a national champion. He won six Multi-time. national championships in that Division Three program. He's got connection there. Dave Aranda is a name that we've talked about before. He's got connection there. He spent a short time at Wisconsin. I'm not saying Aranda leaves Baylor to go to Wisconsin. but And here's the cool thing about that. You probably don't get Aranda and Leonard in the same vein. Right. Right. I, I, Both. I, Defensive, defensive guys, guys I, they've been it, there, done that. At I what don't, point do you look at this and I, say I that yeah. they're on the same scale? Because Leonard, frankly, could have been a head coach years ago. Yeah. He's just been waiting his turn. He, he's just been sitting back. And, and listen, a, a little insight, uh, obviously, is a school that is recruiting my kiddo pretty hard. They've made it known just as recently as, as this weekend because that's where he was in Madison um, that Jim Leonard wasn't going anywhere. And now, did they know what was going to happen with Paul Christ? I don't know. But as when that game kicked off and they're doing their thing at 9 a.m. before the 11 a.m. kick, I mean, those questions come from recruits. Hey, and it was unsolicited. I'm here for the long haul. Wisconsin is the place to be. I mean, because, I mean, maybe it's just because he's my son, but recruits here, right? I mean, it's my business to talk about what's going on in the coaching ranks. And so I, that's definitely something that was on his mind. And and unsolicited, they made it known that Coach Leonard was there for the long haul. So if that is part of the plan, it does it it affects Nebraska a lot less than if they truly open that up uh, and take on all comers. And I think we see eye to eye here, which great great point there. That's an awesome take. Uh, but Jim Leonard is their coach for the future. So I wholeheartedly believe this has zero implication on Nebraska's coaching search, I think it just removes Jim Leonard's name. That's it. I I think that's it. Now, if Wisconsin goes a different direction and surprises all of us and says Jim Leonard isn't our guy and Jim Leonard's name is back on the pool, I think Trev Alberts would be remiss to not throw the kitchen sink that guy's way. Yeah, and and listen, Nebraska's got to clean up some things in the short term before – they kind of convolute the coaching search with winning at Piscataway on Friday, right? You you still had 12 penalties. You're a minus one in turnovers. You weren't very efficient running the football. They, so Nebraska has some things that in the short term that they need to worry about. But if you separate administration from what's happening on the field and, and the job that Coach Joseph is trying to do, I think those things are mutually exclusive. Great point to bring up Mickey Joseph here, too, because I'm not discounting him from getting this job either. He should be a name that continues to be tossed around as long as he keeps winning this year with this team. Um, Gosh, I I, I hate, you know, 
kind of breaking them down, but they, they have been less than impressive this year. They had a lot of hype coming into the season, but if Mickey Joseph can somehow, some way, turn this into a four-win season, five-win season, six-win season, possibly get to a bowl game, I know that's kind of outrageous to think about right now, but that stamps his spot in the final three in my eyes. Yeah, So, and how about this? You know, From a recruiting standpoint, I know what Nebraska's fan base is saying, hey, you know, he's a fantastic recruiter and he's got that option to be around in year three in some capacity, uh, given who the, if they do decide to go in a different direction with the head coach and and uh, his retention. And you got a huge date that's looming, regardless of how you feel about Malachi Coleman's talents. October 15th is, is his announcement date for where he would go to school. And how does that play into keeping recruits, holding recruits? Like there's so many different dynamics that go if nebraska goes into piscataway as a it's virtually a pick uh you know vegas has this game as a toss-up nebraska wins uh they're two-thirds of the way to doing something uh that they haven't done in the last five years and that's and that's when three games in a row uh you can't win three before you win two Uh, that kind of changes the dynamics a little bit it has to right and a lot looking ahead toward that Rutgers matchup, a matchup that Nebraska could easily fight and win in. Yep. I said Rutgers' defense is great. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think their offense is overly impressive. Yeah, Nebraska's got to find a way to keep them in check and to continue improving defensively to get that done. Now, before we wrap this whole thing up, let's get to this last point because I, I we talk about who Wisconsin's next coach is going to be. We are going to continue talking about um, who Nebraska's head, next head coach is going to be. If there's one name that you could have at the end of this season, say Mickey Joseph wasn't able to provide a big enough wave to solidify himself as the head coach, what name are you hoping Nebraska puts into that spot? Well, I'll give you three. I I'll like, take three. Uh, I'll give you three. I like, I like Aranda. I like Kleiman. I like Leipold. Which one's your top? Um, gosh, so they all three have some similarities, and that's program building, right? It's and it's it's commitment to excellence uh, as part of the process, right? It's always it's a slow build for those guys. Although you know, Aranda's year one, he took a Matt Rule team. There was a lot of defections, new conference, kind of took it in the chin, uh, but immediately bounced back in year two. So, kind of pulled him at rule, yeah, frankly. Right. Matt Rule got there and just yep. did the same thing. So, uh, you know, if I had a preference, I'd probably start with Aranda. Just because I think we connect emotionally, even though I don't really know him. We, we have, I you like to think I have some similar mannerisms in terms of <laughs> he's an art of war guy. He's kind of a philosoph. He likes analogies. Like, I like those higher level thinkers that are process oriented. But it's virtually a tie for me with guys like Kleiman and. And, and Leipold, who are program builders and sustainers. Um, you know, Dark Horse, obviously Lane Kiffin, is, is got to be somewhere in that discussion. Did you see his tweet a couple of weeks ex- ago? Yeah, week and, ago, and, he, and he's very good on social media. He knows exactly yeah, what he's Yeah, he knows saying. how to play it. Uh, and he knows the Nebraska affinity for him and that family. Uh, so I would probably make him a Dark Horse. And while Kalen DeBoer is likely not to leave Washington, especially if what happens in terms of Washington and Oregon coming to the Big Ten, you know that that would all but but cancel the Kalen DeBoer phenomenon. But uh, and a little bit of the shine is off of that because isn't that what we do as a fan base, right? We a loss here, a loss there. It's like up, oh, you know, cross that guy off my list. So 
Um, we'll see what happens. But I do think if Washington and Oregon come to the Big Ten, that changes dynamics dramatically. You said five or six names, and one name I didn't hear was Matt Campbell. And we talked about Matt Campbell a, a month ago. Listen, I've got three I've weeks got, ago. I've hold got, on, hold on, hold on. I wanted to ask you, uh, this past weekend when they lost to Kansas, do you think that's why he's not on the list anymore? Yeah, I think he's got to start to win some of those close games, right? The record, the record is well documented in one-score games, and I think he's seven or eight games under five hundred. Um, in in that point, it's it's bottom two. The only one that I think that he was in the same discussion with was Coach Frost in terms of win percentage in those one score games, especially in games decide where Vegas had it a plus or minus three and a half. So basically, you're talking about seven points each way. Those games Iowa State wasn't winning, and the only one that was worse than Matt Campbell was Coach Frost. So I think that kind of hangs over his head a little bit. But I can just tell you from the interactions, again, a very good recruiter. Uh, spent time in Ames. I have listened to what Iowa State brings to the table. I like what he's about. I just don't think he would – I just don't think that that's a guy that universally could, could unite the fan base. And I don't mean in its totality because you're always going to get the 10 percenters. But I think at best he would be a 55-45 guy, and I just don't think that's what Nebraska's after in terms of acceptance of the fan base. I just think he waited too long I do. to make that I jump do as well. from Iowa State. Uh, I do as well. Right now, Matt Campbell, I, he's he's all about Mr. Buy-in to his players, and I love that mentality Fantastic about him. Fantastic program builder. And again, the only guy in Iowa State history that's won, that's had five consecutive winning seasons. And I'm with Lance Leipold. I'm a, I'm, I love that take that you made. I just think what he's done at Kansas is just outstanding. He's a, he's he was great builder. at Buffalo. He was he's, great at the D- Division Three program. Yeah, and, Wisconsin Whitewater. And now it's now it's time for Lance Leipold to have a real Power 5 football team the, the, under The question his belt. is, is, will he get However, a, will he get a Jay a Daniels school. to come with him? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he brings uh, Isn't that how it maybe, works yeah. now, right? Coaches yeah. bring their quarterbacks? Well, you know, he went from Middle Tennessee State. Now he can just transfer from Kansas. Like, let's just keep transferring, yeah. right? That's what the transfer portal's for. Although just, I, just take them with you. Although maybe Lincoln is the place where quarterbacks go to struggle because apparently once you leave Lincoln, you stand yeah, a chance. Yeah, people thought that a, a lot about Lawrence, too. And, uh, well, I'm looking Daniels at what Adrian great. Martinez is doing in Manhattan, and he looks That's like true. But looks like Klein guy. is the coach, right? Yeah. It's a good coach. And all it takes is a good coach to make uh, a, a good quarterback and a, and a good team. So no there question. you have it. Uh, there's the list of names. Of course, they're still out there. We had a lot of hot takes on this show. Mine, of course, that Chubba Purdy should be involved more with Nebraska going forward. And Damon saying that Matt Campbell is basically Scott Frost. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh wow, that that's, is that's, fan, said, that's right? fantastic! Yeah, that's 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 exact what I'm saying right there. I like that the summation from AR15 himself. Here we go. That's just the Spark Notes version. You can just skip to the end. Right? Cliff Notes. DV, thanks so much. Love doing this with you. That's hot takes on Herd at Sports.